the the first one just is so sad. Um, teen teenagers who abort are ten times more likely to try to kill themselves. Yeah, wow. ten times more likely to attempt suicide if they've had an abortion in the last six months than teens who have not had an abortion. Yeah, and teen suicide rate is already high. Yeah, so increase that by ten times. You can't tell me that that abortion is healthy or yeah. health care. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro-life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Welcome back to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. My name is Daniel Parks. I serve as the Sidewalk Outreach Director for our Sidewalk Outreach Ministry nationally, and also I serve as the West Coast Regional Shepherd for Love Life, overseeing all of our stuff from the Rockies West. Pretty cool what the Lord is doing on the West Coast. And I'm joined in this podcast, as always, by Vicki Kassiorg, our Sidewalk Outreach Training Director. So say, hey, Vicki. Hey, everyone. Good to be here. And yeah, it is good to be here. It's good to um, to pour into you guys. It's good to know that there are people that are listening. We've gotten some feedback and gotten some emails and messages from folks that have been encouraged by our episodes and have asked some questions mm-hmm. about um, just how to be effective on the sidewalk is why we do these episodes so yep. we can help you guys to be as effective as possible, keep you guys encouraged and take what we've learned and pour it into you guys. That's why we do these episodes. And we also like to share what God's doing on the sidewalk. And so we're going to, we're actually going to get into something in our kind of main segment talking about teen abortion risks or side or, um, our Youth for Life prayer walk is coming up in just a couple of weeks after you guys are listening to this episode and be focusing on um, teens and, you know, just youth going after God and being out in front of their abortion centers in their cities, praying and worshiping the Lord. And I feel like it's kind of fitting for us to talk about some of the, the risks um, that teens face with abortions. So that some of you young folks that are maybe listening to this episode or some of you older folks that have young folks that um, are serving the Lord in this capacity can just uh, help others in your sphere, in your circle of friends to understand these risks. And so I thought this would be a good opportunity to cover that subject. But before we get into that, Vicki, we have a story that you wanted to share, something that happened here locally, Mm -hmm. and then springboard off of that with a little bit of training and just encouraging folks how to deal with similar situations yeah. to what you dealt with a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it was just this Monday. This, oh, okay. this, wow. this just happened um, this week. So I was um, doing what I do. I was, uh, uh, I was there early on the sidewalk and I had just started using the microphone. And when I arrived, there yeah, were... Yeah. So I'm going to give a little context because okay. not everybody knows what we're talking about or not everybody has been to Charlotte right. and okay. knows the lay of the land. But yeah. in Charlotte, we actually have property that's adjacent to the abortion center. So mm-hmm. very near the abortion center. And we're able to set up amplified sound. So we have a speaker mm-hmm. that 
can actually project sound into the parking lot of the abortion center and we're told that we can be heard inside. Mm-hmm. And so we use that. We use it very strategically. We mm-hmm. actually did a podcast episode about the use of amplified sound some time ago, and you guys can check that out when you get a chance. Um, but, yeah, that's the context. And then we have a wireless microphone that we connect to that so that we can be out on the sidewalk. So the speaker has to be on our property. This is at least the way that we understood it. The sound right? ordinance that of the city says yeah. it must be 150 feet from the border of the abortion center, right. which yeah. is where it is. Yeah, yeah. And so we have that there, and then, um, yeah, we're on the wireless microphone walking up and down the sidewalk so that people can see our faces, so that we can actually be seen as human beings and not, you know, disembodied voices, right? right? right. Yeah. And so that's the context, just so you guys are, you know, some of you guys are wondering, amplified sound, like, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, you may be able to use it in your city if you're not already. You may not. I don't know. You'll have to look into that. We did an episode about it, so listen to it. But uh, yeah, jump back into your story, sorry. Yeah, so there was a, um, a police car with two policemen um, on the sidewalk when I arrived, which is unusual. They obviously were just waiting and, I don't know, must have been called probably by the pro-abortion group because that's usually who calls them. Yeah. And so I did what I was always, what I always do. I was walking up and down the sidewalk, and when I would see any of the moms, or maybe they were already in the building. I was speaking over the microphone. And as pretty much as soon as I started moving down the sidewalk, both policemen came walking up to me and um, and told me that they needed to talk to me. So I turned off the mic and they said, you can't use that. Um, you have to be 150 feet from the abortion center. And I said, well... Um, I, I need to videotape this. Forgive me, officers, but um, we 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 know that we might need to use this as evidence should there be a disagreement. So so I pulled out my phone and I start videotaping the conversation. And they were very gracious about this. Yeah. Um, some of them do argue about that. They right. don't like it, but these guys were pretty gracious about it. And um, and I said, so now, um, could you just repeat, since I'm recording us now, um, what what is your concern with what I'm doing? And they, they said, I couldn't be um, using a microphone because the sound ordinance for the city says I have to be 150 feet from the border of the abortion center, which is our property next yeah. to the abortion center, but not on the sidewalk. So I said, well, I have to um, respectfully disagree. We've been doing this for years, and, and we've, we know that the sound ordinance allows us to do that, that because the sound is being broadcast. The sound has to be broadcast from 150 feet away. This microphone is making no sound. Yeah. It's, it's zero decibels, <laughs> and, and we're within the decibel limit that's coming from 150 feet away. And he said, no, you're wrong. It has to be any equipment associated with the production of sound. And so I said, could you please show me the ordinance? Because I've read the ordinance many times, and I knew it didn't say that, at least my interpretation of it, and certainly the the city's interpretation of it up until that moment. (laughs) And so... um, uh, so he he said yes I've I've got it right here and he pulls out the ordinance and read it to me and I um, then respectfully in a calm voice talked with him about why that's not what it said and it specifically says the the portion that is emitting sound has to be at fifty five decibels I think is what it said and um, and I said that the microphone is not emitting any sound and we went on for like five minutes of me tape recording all of this and kind of circling around and finally I um, I said listen I'm gonna abide 
by what you're asking me to do. But um, but it but I do disagree, and I, and I will be sending this video um to my to our lawyer to to look it over. And they yeah. said that's fine. And so I did. I went. I I sent the video immediately to our lawyer, and um and I stayed on the property while talking yeah. on the microphone. And I did explain to the police why I why I want to walk with the microphone. I talked about how they do need to see my face. The women need to see my face um, because there's a, a whole lot more emotion and um, and compassion that is able to be expressed than just through my voice alone. Yeah. And I did want them to see someone who was compassionate and cared yeah. about them. Anyway, um, so... I'm about an hour on the microphone on our property, off and on. I mean, sometimes I would just turn the microphone off and do other things. But uh, the police came over to me when I was on the microphone again. And I thought, oh, no, now they're going to tell me I'm like right. talking too loud or something. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and they said, Vicki, could you come here for a second and, and talk with us? So I did. And he said, I want to tell you, you were right. We were wrong. Um, you you read the ordin the ordinance correctly, yeah. and you were using it correctly. And I'll tell you, I wanted to hug him. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I asked. So validating, could, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I knew if I did that, you know, I could I might get shot. Right. So <laughs> I asked him if I could shake his hand. He said yes. I shook his hand. And I said, I just it takes a really big man to to admit when you're wrong. And I just want to thank you for that, but also for I know being a police officer these days is not easy. It has become increasingly difficult. And I recognize that and um and I just want to thank you so much for your service. Yeah. And um and that was that was it. And then I will tell you though, as I then went walking up and down the microphone speaking, um both of them were watching and you could tell they were listening. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows what seeds sure. seeds were planted. Yeah. So, you know, that was the story, a really heartwarming story. It it was my high for for that day. But I think it also um is a good lesson, really. Um I've done it wrong many times, but this time I think I did it right. Yeah. And maybe we could springboard off into that this is a tip in maybe how we approach and deal with police. Yeah. Yeah, because being out there on the sidewalk, um, you are likely going to encounter law enforcement. Right. Um, hopefully you don't. Hopefully it doesn't become a distraction for you, but it can be because Planned Parenthood or a preferred women's health center or some other, whatever the abortion clinic is, calls the police on you because you're blocking the driveway or uh, standing on their property or whatever. Other Most of the time it's just a bunch of lies. You know, yes. they call them out there yeah. for, for no reason or you're using amplified sound too loud or whatever they call them on. So it can happen. So just be prepared to deal with the police. And we did do an episode about dealing with the police. Right. Um, it's been a while, but search that episode. You can reach out to me, Daniel at lovelife.org, and I'll, I'll send you over a link to it if you can't find it. But please look for it first. If you can't find it, let me know. But um, so we did a whole episode about that. But just just to get into some of the just basics of dealing with the police. And we always say this, be respectful, like what you're talking about. Yeah. They approach you. It's annoying because you're not out there to deal with the police. You're out there to speak to the moms and the dads going into the abortion center. Right. You don't want to get distracted by that. Um. So well, actually, one of the first things is, and this is something we say, and, and it bears true every time. If you didn't call them. Wait for them to approach you. Mm -hmm. 
it's almost never good for you to approach them first because it becomes a distraction. And sometimes the police will just show up. You don't know why they're there. And you go and approach them and you find out they're there for something unrelated or they're right. there just because they were called, but they had no intention of engaging with you. Right. And if you don't ap- approach them, they don't approach you, then no harm, no foul, right? Yeah. They're, they're just there and, and he- hearing what you're saying, but they're not distracting because it can be a distraction having to deal with the police. Yeah. So wait for them to approach you. That's the, that's the first thing. If you didn't call them, wait for them to approach you. If you called them because someone threatened you or whatever, you approach them first. But if you didn't call them, let them approach you. Um, the second thing is, of course, be respectful. Mm-hmm. And if you do need to push back, it's helpful for you to know your rights. Yeah, it's helpful for you to for you to have read the ordinances, so sound ordinances, uh, leafleting ordinances, anything that has to do with you know, protesting or picketing. It's good for you to know those ordinances. It's impossible to know all of them, but it's good for you if you can to know those as best you can. Yeah, and. You know, if at the end of the day, though, if they're going to double down and they're going to say, actually, you, you can't do this like they did with you, like they could have backed away. You, they knew that you knew the ordinance right. and they could have said, well, OK, we'll do some research. A lot of times that's what happens if you push back a little bit and you got to do it very respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, even like what you did with recording them, like whipping out your phone and sticking it in a police officer's face is not a good thing. You want right. to be respectful even about that and just say, uh, officer, respectfully, just so you know. We've been encouraged to take video of these interactions just for accountability purposes. So please know I'm going to be videoing, but it's nothing against you. Right. Like I'm very right. intentional about that. Yeah. So, so make sure you do that. Be yeah. very respectful. But a lot of times if you respectfully push back and they know that you know the ordinances, they'll actually say, well, let me do some more research. And you keep doing what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. In this case, he kind of doubled down and said, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. And so you you abided. And, yeah. and that's the way to do it. If, if it's not going to completely shut down what you're doing then you do need to just listen. I've had plenty mm-hmm. of times where I'm using amplified sound and the police officer shows up and says, it's a little too loud. Will you turn it down a notch? I'm not going to go back and forth with him on like, well, how many decibels is it? Because I could. I could say, what's your decimal meter say? Yeah. Um, how far away did you measure? Like I could get into yeah. all that stuff and be a jerk yeah. about it. And I could be technically right, mm-hmm. but practically and relationally wrong. Right. If he shows up, an officer shows up and says, cut it down a little bit. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut it down a little yeah. bit. Now, I'm going to cut it down a really little bit, right? Just maybe one little notch. Yeah. Uh, if he tells me to shut it all the way off or just where it's barely a whisper, I'll probably push back a little more. But if he right. just says, cut it down or move it two feet over that way, okay, whatever. I'll move it two feet over that right. way. That's not a big deal for me. Yeah. Um, the same way for you, go stand on the property. It's a little bit of a bigger deal, but it's like, I'm not going to argue all day long with you. I'll talk to an attorney about it. And right now I can just step on the property. It's no big deal. So yeah. if you can abide by what they're saying without it being a big deal and, and really hinder what you're doing, then do that. Document it. And if you have an attorney, reach out to that attorney. If you don't and you're under love life, we actually have attorneys that fight these things on our behalf. So we can definitely get an attorney on that yeah. that situation. We have uh, legal entities in various states and things that can that can help with those things. So I think beyond that, um, you know, the fact that the police officer came back again, you could have you could have said, well, I told you so. And you could have been a jerk about it. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't help. No, because you you're building a relationship with them and they know in the future if something comes up that you're a nice mm-hmm. person and mm-hmm. they can deal with you and they can they can expect for you to be respectful, mm-hmm. which is not what you could say for the pro-abortion opposition. They're yeah. normally 
pretty district. They, they're the anti-police, you know, right. people anyway. Yeah. And so uh, if we can just show we're different than that, it's really helpful and it helps us to to build a good relationship with the police. Yeah. 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 So that's, um, yeah, our story and a little bit of training and some encouragement for you guys. Hopefully that's helpful. Yeah. And now let's jump into kind of the main event here, talking about the teen abortion risks and uh, just helping people to understand these risks and, and maybe some practical things that yeah. you, how you can apply these risks. And, 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 and we, we print this out. This is not actually an article I wrote as usual. This is um, an excerpt from ChristianLifeResources.com. And it actually not only has these teen abortion risk facts, which just are so incredibly depressing and sad, but it, um, but it also has, um, it also has the research at, at yeah. the end of it, so that you can check yeah, for a yourself. Lot of footnotes there are there. a lot of footnotes, and that's what the footnotes are: is these are from studies. These are not just made up facts. These right. are from actual studies of teenagers. Yeah, studies and stories too, because there's a lot of stories of right, um, or a lot of situations where teenagers have died have from died. abortions, and they yeah. they cite the articles yeah where these are sh- these are shared. so there there is a lot of detail in this and you all cause i really would recommend that you all read this on yeah. on your own but uh you know there's some maybe we could take turns kind of citing um some of the main ones the the first one just is so sad um teen teenagers who abort are 10 times more likely to try to kill themselves yeah Wow. Ten times more likely to attempt suicide if they've had an abortion in the last six months than teens who have not had an abortion. Yeah. And teen suicide rate is already high. Yeah. So increase that by ten times. You can't tell me that that abortion is healthy or yeah. health care. Right. Yeah. And it's particularly devastating to teens. Yeah. And that's an important statistic to know. Um, especially if you're a young person listening to this and there's people in your friend circles that are considering abortions, you care about your friends, you care about those that you're connected with. Um, this is one of those risks that need to be shared. Yeah. Um, because it's devastating. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The, um, this one is so disturbing to me as a parent. About 40% of teen abortions, almost half, take place with no parental involvement. We're talking sometimes 12 and 13-year-olds. Right, yeah. And there's not a parent. Uh, it, they can get a court injunction, a court order, that allows them to have that abortion without the parent's yeah. knowledge. I was just listening to a uh, a news podcast this morning, and I'm just going to give a plug for this news podcast. I've talked to you about it. Yeah, it's called I, The World and Everything it. in It. Yeah. Did you listen to it this morning? I, I don't listen to it every day because I forget about it, so I'm glad you reminded me. Yeah. But I have listened to it, and it's good. It's kind of an overview. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Christian news podcast. Yeah. It's pretty much where I get all my news nowadays. Yeah. And so I listened this morning, and they were talking about, because they talk about legislation sometimes, pro-life legislation or you know other things. And they were talking about Idaho, actually. Mm. Um. Idaho had passed a law against um, – so now, you know, abortion is illegal in Idaho for the most part. There's some exceptions and things, but they've severely limited abortion there. And then they passed a law against um, taking 
underage girls across the border to have abortions because what's happening is so like we were in Ontario, Oregon, not long ago where Planned Parenthood opened a facility just across the Idaho, Oregon border um, because Oregon is favorable to abortion so that they could get girls from Meridian and and Boise and the the larger cities in Idaho to come across the border, which is like an hour, hour and a half away to have abortions there. And also Washington state, same way the, the borders there in California. So, People are taking underage girls to, you know, across the border. And when I say people, I mean like, you know, friends, maybe a cousin or an aunt or even like Planned Parenthood and and people that have to do with Planned Parenthood are actually shuttling girls across the border to have abortions. Idaho passed a law saying you can't do that. It's illegal to take a girl across the border, an underage girl without the consent of their parents across the border. To me, it's like a no brainer. It's a no brainer. <laughs> exactly. Like we're, we're talking about a minor. Yeah. You can't take them across state lines for anything without right. the consent of their parents. Right. You, you would think. Right. Right. Um, but especially for abortion with no consent of the parents. And actually, um, the the LGBT organizations and Planned Parenthood, of course, and other pro-abortion organizations are fighting that. Yeah, they're fighting that, and they're saying no. You should be able to take underage girls across the border to Oregon or Washington yeah. or to California to have abortions. And so, yeah, it's like it, it talks about this. Um, you know, parents not having knowledge. Like the Planned Parenthood doesn't want parents to have knowledge of what their kids are doing, especially as it pertains to abortion, because that hurts their bottom line. Yeah. And the the next fact is that these teens risk further injury and even death because they've already done it secretly. Yeah. And they don't want to admit to their parents when there's complications. They know something's wrong. Sure. But yeah. they can't tell their parents. And and so then there's a list of all these women who have died or, or some, not all, but some yeah. of some of these teens. Uh, one is a 13 year old. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to actually name them out here because this is public knowledge and so yeah. we're not naming somebody out right. that the public's not right. aware of. Yeah. And, and I think these names are important because we talk about um, police brutality and you name the names of the people that have been yeah. brutalized by the police and we know yeah. those names and the you know, BLM leftist people are not afraid to put those names out there. Right. But they don't like putting these names out here. No. These are human beings that have been killed, these girls that they supposedly help. Yeah. That have been killed by abortion. Holly Patterson in California died at age 18. Mm. Dawn Ravenel of New York died at age 13. 13. Erica Richardson in Maryland died at age 16 Mm. from an abortion. Tamia Russell in Detroit died at age 15. Sandra Kaiser in St. Louis died at age 14 of a suicide. Wow. I mean, and then these are just some of the names. I'm imagining sure. the, the list is yeah. endless and yeah. unknown for yeah. some of these who've either committed suicide or died by botched abortions. Right. And, uh, you know, it, this this notion that abortion is health care, that abortion helps these young women to, you know, establish their career and, and, and gives them freedom and freedom of choice and bodily autonomy and all this other nonsense the pro-abortion contingency says the reality yeah. is abortion destroys the lives of children yeah. and destroys women and here's just a few of the names that were um that were affected by 
abortion in this way. Yeah. Um, there's a 65% higher risk of clinical depre- depression among women who abort. Yeah. 65% higher risk of clinical depression. So, um, you know, it again, the the aftermath of abortion is, is just so um, terrible. And some things that are true of teens more than adult women getting an abortion, the the fact that teens report more acute pain during the abortion. Um, and they found, uh, it said one study of pain during the first trimester abortions found severe acute pain comparable to childbirth or cancer. And they were significantly, the scores were significantly higher for teens. Yeah. So and sometimes the result of that is is one of the things mentioned ear- earlier in this article is that um, PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder, um, happens in sixty five percent among the women who abort, and so that you know the the risk of that that high level of pain and the PTSD yeah. that that accompanies that. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, guys, because we are going to put this article right on our Sidewalks for Life website. There are citations um, to be able to check up on the articles and and the stories and things that are cited in this article. um, Yeah. So that you can fact check this stuff. Yeah. So higher risk of psychological complications, the physical complications, um, a higher risk, and including subsequent miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies, ruptured uterus, and death. I mean, these are serious physical complications. Yeah. And then later pregnancies, um, uh, there will be more trouble if the teen has aborted while while a teen. Yeah. So, um, grief, trauma, self destructive outcomes. There's a whole whole list of those. And um, and what I read, I don't I don't see it in this one. Um, but what I read was that a teen that was being coerced, which is often the case, like in, I think, the last podcast we talked about, the 14-year-old teen that was being coerced by her parents, they do even more poorly than teens that think this is what they want to do. Yeah. So, um, and there probably are a great number of teens that are being coerced. We see it all the time. All yeah. the time, parents bringing teens in, and the teen is just like a deer in headlights. Right, um, has no idea what's yeah, about I mean, to happen. Yeah, this is their support network. This is the people that are supposed to be that's right. you know, helping them rather than taking them to a place. Yeah, um, to kill their chi- their and, children. And instead of this being like the the thing that solves the issue in their life, which is what they're being told, teens are four times higher. There's a four times higher risk of repeat abortions. Yeah. And that teens um, who abort are more likely to become pregnant again within the next few years. Yeah. And yeah. those who had had an abortion at least four times more likely to have a repeat abortion. Yeah. And so, so it becomes the cycle. Right. Yeah. It lays a, a foundation right. for their life and uh, kind of gets them caught in that cycle of death yeah. and destruction. Yeah. So, yeah, some heavy stuff for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but we hope that this. Um, this article and what we've talked about informs you guys how to minister effectively to teens and how to um, just share this information that will help dissuade teenagers from um, 
thinking about abortion. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you can definitely reach out to us if you want further information about this. Take advantage of this article. It's going to be on our Sidewalks for Life website, sidewalks4life.com. Check out our podcast website, gospelcenteredprolife.com. You can reach out to me, daniel at lovelife.org. You reach her, Vicky with a Y at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. But nothing's too precious since I met you.